the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, <laughs> welcome back. Um, you know what? I've got a, you know what's really weird? Oh, yeah, I do come up first. Thank goodness. Holy cow. I typed in my website and I got all these other websites. And I'm like, what? But then I realized there was a typo there. So I retyped it in. And if you go to BullingtonCapital.com, you can sign up for the seminar that's coming up. Uh, it's actually not that far away, January 30th. That's a Thursday. Locations Corporate College East. Uh, it should be a good time. The question and answer seminar. I got to tell you, honestly, this is probably going to be one of the, the most important seminars I've ever done. Because by that time, I'm going to be able to roll out a strategy. Not, uh, this strategy, I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to do it for my clients because it's incredibly labor intense and I don't know how much volume the, um, execution systems from uh, the brokerage firms I'm dealing with can handle. You know, that that's a big problem. That's something that the average person typically doesn't know anything about. Just because you can do something on paper doesn't mean you can actually do it in the real world. And uh, so I'm finding out, I will know by the end of this week. But if I can't, if I can't do this for clients, I'm going to show you how to do it on your own anyway. And what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about hedging your portfolio, buying portfolio insurance. That's what we're going to talk about. How to, there's a way of knowing exactly what your exposure is. Now, let me say that again. (laughs) You can know exactly how much your downside risk is. And that is incredibly hard to do with traditional investment styles. You know, regular funds, you know, the trailing stops, they don't, you know, sometimes they work really well. But when you do trailing stops long enough, eventually you uh, experience this little episode that we like to call blowing through the stop. That's when, you know, I've got Tesla right now and uh, I've talked to you about it. I think I got stopped out of it twice before it took off. Uh, it's up almost 100% since I bought it. And I published it in the, uh, you know, and actually Mike's publishing on the Lookout for the Bull website. And, uh, by the way, I've got, I, I think, you know, the market has been very good since I've, uh, started that. So it's a, you know, it's not surprising. Uh, and I've got a lot of stocks that were, uh, losers. So in fact, we're, uh, by the time the seminar comes around, I'll publish the list of every stock I've 
bought or sold using the, the techniques there. Okay, but when you're doing that, people think that, oh, well, you got a trailing stop on there. You can have, uh, you know, you can know exactly how much you're going to lose. Well, maybe. Because when the stock's at 300, you know, kind of like Tesla, and all of a sudden bad news comes out after hours, you know, like a big ball comes in and bashes a window that's not supposed to break. <laughs> Look that up on YouTube. That was pretty funny. The, uh, uh, but if the stock were to have opened, say, like $100 a share lower, okay, that's when your trade is going to execute, not at the price that you wanted. You can't demand the price that you want. You get whatever the market's paying at that point in time. Now, what I'm about to tell you is there is a way to get the exact price. It's, it's a, uh, I like to call it portfolio insurance. It's conservative. If you're using it correctly, it's uh, basically it's buying a put. And uh, so we can, we're going to spend 15 minutes talking about that because actually that, that's actually how uh, all the amount of time that it takes. It's a fairly simple thing. Very, very, very few people talk about that. I'm just going to tell you right now, very few people talk about it. Why? Um, because it's complicated. And the vast majority, I mean, your big brokerage firms, they aren't set up to handle this, you know, on a, on a large scale. So if they're not set up to handle it on a large scale, how do you get it done? And the answer is you can't. That's why you don't hear about it. But, and again, I don't even know that I'll be able to. I, I really don't. I'm hoping, uh, I'm in talks with a firm right now that says they can do it. Uh, I'll start off small. I'm always the one to go first. <laughs> and, uh, but I'll, I'll give more information about that. And you can sign up for that seminar. We're actually calling it the question and answer seminar. It's January 30th. That's a Thursday night. Starts at 630. I'm only going to go for uh, 45 minutes, by the way. And then I'm going to open up to questions. So I'm going to hit a whole bunch of topics, this being one of the topics. And then I'm going to open up for questions. And and I have to tell you right now, and I'll, I'll remind everybody all the way up until then, when I'm doing a seminar, I'm not going to stop in the middle of the seminar for a question. I can't do that. That's a, uh, I won't get through the material, and, and I'll end up holding everybody there for a couple of hours. So I just want you to know, and I'm going to be reminding you this every week until then, and I probably will have somebody that's still going to hold their hand up, say, I want to, you know, and I'm going to have to say, hang on, write that down. I will have pen and paper so you can write down your questions so you don't forget. But we'll have a, because uh, I want to, I really want to spend about 45 minutes talking, going through this, giving everybody a chance to hear all the material. And then we'll take a little break and then we'll come back and I'll stay there another 45 minutes and answer questions. So uh, if you really didn't have a question, you could leave after the first 45 minutes. How cool is that? But, uh, and there's no cost to attend. Uh, seating is limited and a corporate college does a great job of doing the refreshments. They have uh do you know, they have uh, five-star chefs down there. Yeah. Uh, and actually I think they, they picked a couple of them off. I don't know if they're still there or not. I haven't asked about this in a long time, but I know they picked a couple of them off some from, from, I think it was a couple of Ritz Carlton hotels. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Anyway, I hope they're still there. <laughs> it doesn't matter though. There's stuff that, uh, that food's, it's it's excellent and it, there's no cost you know so if you're bored you know you can also come there but uh some of the other topics that we'll talk about there the economy's on a roll but how long will it last 
How long does this all last? Where will the future growth come from? How do you identify and invest in the opportunities that result from these developments? Are interest rates ever going to go up? That's one of the questions. Can you minimize taxes without reducing your returns? And that that's a big topic. Nobody wants to pay taxes. I get it. You know, I hate paying taxes too. I'm like like the rest of you. And but when you're investing and it's not in a tax sheltered product, you know, you're probably just gonna have to pay the taxes. Um that's one of the uh but there are some things that you there's still some things left that you can do. There's still some uh a couple of uh um legal ways to uh reduce or defer your taxes. Okay, reduce or defer. So we're going to talk about that. And again, we're going to I'm going to bring out the last topic is this one I'm I'm the most excited about. I I used to do this a long time ago and then it went away. Uh, the price for the portfolio insurance got too high. They were charging so much that you really couldn't make much money. And you couldn't make much money, any money for that matter. And, uh, or uh, if you got lucky, you might make one or 2%. Woohoo. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, uh, has always bothered me by the way, <laughs> because I, I'd gotten in on the, uh, the tail end of that the last time you're able to do something. And, and what has happened, by the way, is they've increased the amount of supply and there are a ton of funds out there that got together with the uh, options exchanges and uh, futures exchanges and said, hey, look, you know, you guys put these products together. We've got the money and we'll make sure that it, it's worth your while. Well, in other words, we have enough volume so that you guys can do this. And uh, I, I'm just very excited about it. Because I think that there's the, uh, you know, this is a perfect time to be doing something like this. Uh, to say, even if it's only a portion of your money, to be able to come in and say, look, um, this is my risk. This is the maximum amount of risk I want to take on this. And um, be able to accommodate that. But I don't want to give up uh, all of my returns. And so that's the um, that's the big issue I've had in the past. The companies that are doing this now for the general public are charging so much on the internal expenses. And by the way, nobody knows how to look those up. The expenses in the uh, prospectuses, you look that up and, and I'm looking at it and go, yeah, well, I, I passed the Series 9. That's an options principles exam. Like one in a thousand people ever pass that or decide to take it. And uh, I actually flunked it the first time. I got a 69. You need a 70. So I got really mad. I got a 96 the second time. <laughs> But I'm telling you, that that's how I know that most of the products that are out there today that say, well, we're going to your principal and uh, and you get, you know, you get stock market like returns. No, you don't. You're not going to get any remotely close to stock market like returns. I saw one advertising the other day. Look, we made 9% last year. Yeah, well, the S&P was up 32, buddy. <laughs> so, I mean, what if, anyway, <laughs> You're giving up 70% of your return. I mean, come on. The, uh, that's great. One of the best years you're ever going to have. Okay. So, and by the way, they didn't tell the truth either because the market actually peaked the year before and was down 20% in about 30 days. And so you, when you measure from the bottom to the, it was barely up over the prior high. It was, <laughs> I think it was up about 11% or so yeah, from its former high. So you had to, you had to withstand that 20% decline 
hoping that it comes back. And then it, it did. It came back. And it goes a whopping 11% higher than it was before it scared the bejesus out of you. <laughs> so uh, there are uh, there are other ways. This is kind of cool. Um, even, like I said, even if I can't do it, if it comes down to that, I'll be so disappointed. I have put so much effort into this over the past few weeks. Yeah, if I'm not able to do this, I think I can. But if I'm not able to do this, I will at least be able to show you how. So if you want to do it, and it's not like you have to watch the screen every day either. That's, that's the big, that's the really big thing. Actually, you'll probably spend one to two days a month. Think about that. One or two days a month. And, uh, just to ensure your protection and make sure you can participate in the upside. And if you're doing it yourself, you get to keep 100% of the upside. How great is that? So, I know it probably sounds like I'm, uh, speaking cryptically here, but the, uh, when you come to the workshop, you'll see. It, it, and it is pretty simple. In fact, you know, retirement planning, investment planning, financial planning, for the most part, is pretty simple. Yeah, you've got, there are two major items that you need to pay attention to. The first one is learning how to live beneath your means, not within your means. Before you retire, you want to learn how to live beneath your means. You've got to put some of your money away. Yeah, and that is, nothing makes up for that. You cannot make up for that by doing spectacular investments because the spectacular investments involve spectacular risk. And risk doesn't always go your way. When you're taking high risk, it's high risk. A lot of people think, well, I'm going to take high risk because I'm going to get, I'm going to win. Well, hopefully. But you might not. And the odds are a lot, like 50-50. So you really want to roll the dice on your retirement. And the better idea is to start young, uh, put away as much as you possibly can, and try to do a decent job managing that money and managing your risk. Managing your risk. So, uh, again, financial planning, I think it's, I, I don't know, I, I think it's kind of a joke, actually. Yeah. When you see how much money it takes... To be able to retire, it's a lot. It's a lot. And you can't get there, you know, you're not going to get there by investing in some of these private equity offerings on Facebook. You know, it's it's not. They wouldn't be going to Facebook if it was that good of an idea. They would keep that. They would keep it themselves. Now, somebody's got a really, really good idea. There's these firms, they're called private equity firms. They manage a couple trillion dollars. (laughs) Do you know what a trillion is? A trillion is a thousand billion. A thousand, you know what a billion is? It's a thousand million. <laughs> so the chances of some some really good deal coming through Facebook are about as good as you winning the lottery. You know, yes, there's a chance. Not a good one. Be almost, I, I guess, be on uh, on par with. Um, the Cavs going undefeated for the rest of the season. And there's a chance. <laughs> Not a good one. <laughs> anyway, so I think I'm uh, probably boring everybody to death here. Nobody's called. <laughs> if you'd like to call, the number is 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. New year. Um, boy, new opportunities. This is a, a good thing. The economy is doing very well, by the way. It's doing very well. And despite the fact of all the turmoil that's going on, I 
I don't know what can come up. Of course, nobody does. <laughs> don't know what's going to come up to disrupt it. It doesn't look like there are that many risks right now. Even the whole Iran, Tehran, uh, all that stuff. It's, um, you know, that could that have an impact? Yeah, it could have a very short impact. But I think this uh, this train has left the station and it, they're going on all eight cylinders. And I know a train doesn't have eight cylinders, so sorry about that crappy analogy. <laughs> But uh, hey, you know what? Somebody should, somebody should save me over here. <laughs> Call in and have a have a good question. That would be great. I think I have to take a commercial break in a minute or two. But the um, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, lookout for the bull. We'll talk about a little bit about uh, you know what I think may be happening in the uh, upcoming year. That would uh, be pretty helpful, I think, to a lot of people. But uh, generally. I, and I will tell you, I have to, I have to say, when you're when you're looking at what's happening, the best thing to do when you're making a forecast is to look at what's happening right now. Okay, look at look at what's happening right now, and then you can just assume that whatever's happening right now may continue to happen at least over the next few weeks or months. Okay, and uh, that's about as as far as you can go. Uh, and if you're looking out over a year or two, I think you're making a mistake. That's too far. You know, if you're looking out over 10 years, actually, I think you're perfect. You know, 10 years is really perfect. And when we come back from um commercial break, I think I'll talk a little bit about, okay, so let's say you're at retirement and you're starting to think about taking money to supplement your retirement income. If you're at retirement and you're thinking about taking money out to supplement your retirement income. That's a really big deal. The fastest growing segment of the population is 60 and over. That's the fastest growing segment of the population. So what does that mean? Every day, I think 10,000 people turn 62. That means they qualify for Social Security. That's kind of a big deal. So how do you make sure that lasts? Stay tuned and find out. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420. We'll be right back. Winter has come back again Feels like the season won't end My faith is tired tonight And I won't try to pretend I've got it all figured out That I don't have any doubts I've got a busted heart I need you And we are back. It's Bill Bullington here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon, 1420. Feel free to reach out to me. You can go to my website and contact us there. You can sign up for that seminar coming up January 30th. It's probably, I think this is going to be the best seminar I have ever done. And maybe not the presentation because I'm probably too excited to talk about it. <laughs> Clearly. But the... Uh, I'm going to give handouts, you know, we're going to uh, just have a lot of fun. So go to BullingtonCapital.com if you'd like to sign up online. Um, I'm going to give you a peek behind the scenes, what really sophisticated investors are doing to make money these days. Um, and again, whether or not I'm able to do that, I don't know. And I feel kind of bad about that. I don't know yet whether I'll be able to roll this out to the general public. But if I can't, I'm willing to work with you, my clients, to show you how to do some of this stuff on your own if you decided that that's what you wanted to do. 
And um, I think it's a uh, uh, it's an excellent opportunity. Uh, is it complicated? Yep, it is. But if you know what to look for, and you concentrate on those things, that's that's all you got to do, really. It's only a couple things to watch, too, by the way. So, anyway, I got to get, uh, uh, I think, the uh, Hudson Trading Company. And, uh, Joe, I, if you're out there listening, the uh, I'm going to get in touch with you. <laughs> the Because uh, I have some questions for you. Uh, in, uh, you go to uh, meetup.com. If you're interested in learning from a guy who was a, a floor broker on the Chicago Board Options Exchange, uh, he's got some stuff they go through. I think they meet. Once or twice a week. I'm, I'm not actually sure. It's been a long time since I've looked that up. So anyway, pretty interesting stuff. The uh, you know back to normal stuff. You look at where the economy is. You look at where stock prices are. And you know what? Everybody's talking about oh, the market's made a new high. It's made a new high. Yeah, it has. And uh, we should have been here about five years ago. If the if the presidential election of Let's see, what was it? Yeah, 2008. If the collapse of the mortgage market had not happened during that time period, that would have been over. It would it would have knocked half of the decline off. That I just felt. You, you ever watch that movie with George Clooney when uh, he's in that ship, the fishing ship, in uh, Perfect Storm? Perfect name for that movie. Yeah. He's in the middle of three hurricanes that collide all at once and uh, basically sink his ship. And I walked out of there. I was like, oh, that was, that was like one of the most <laughs> upsetting movies I've ever seen. Everybody died. <laughs> Nobody survived. And uh, anyway, that's kind of what I felt like in 2008. I'm like, no, not at this point in time. You've got this crisis going on. And you got a presidential election at the same time. That was not good. <laughs> and so that's uh, one of the reasons I think it, it's kind of unlikely that you'll see something like that again. But you know, I'd rather prepare for it. And that's actually what this seminar is. About. How do you prepare for that? There's more than one way to hedge, by the way. There's one more than one way to reduce your risk. The more traditional way is just carry a bunch of short-term bonds. I think I, most clients I have have about 30 or 40% in short-term bonds. Well, why, why do we do that? Well, because we have a crystal ball. Unfortunately, it doesn't work. <laughs> and when the market does have a really big correction um, and you're invested that way, at least that money that's in those short-term government bonds, it's going to not drop. 50%. So if the stocks do go down a lot, you've got that money sitting there and you can take that money and uh, you can rebalance your portfolio. That's the traditional method. The, uh, it's called rebalancing. Almost nobody does that, by the way. Uh, very few people actually rebalance their portfolios. You should do it about once a year or once every other year. And I'll actually bring the material with me to the seminar to show you why I'm saying that. Um, because doing it once a, once a quarter or, you know, that's every 90 days or once every six months actually could cost you money. At least historically it, it has cost money. Maybe that'll change in the future. I don't know. But historically, actually what, what's really funny 
is the best uh, time period for rebalancing your portfolio has been once every other year. Think about that for a second. Think about the discipline that takes. You're sitting back waiting while you're watching all this stuff go up and go down and you're saying, yep, no, I got to, got to wait. It's 24 months. Yeah. That historically has been a better time to do that sort of thing. And I can tell you why it's because you've had more of the money in stocks you know, if you're a 60, 40 blend or 65, 30 and, uh, you give your stocks time to come back. Yeah. It, it generally, you're staying more heavily exposed to stocks for longer time periods. No, when you, when you rebalance shorter, uh, over shorter time periods, oftentimes the market will go up. You'll have to move three, four, five percent from the stocks, the best performing category over to the bonds, which is the lower performing category. So I was surprised. I was as surprised about that as anyone else, by the way. Yeah, but uh, it is what it is. <laughs> you just got to try to deal with it. Um, it's not that hard. Yeah, it's really not that hard to deal with. And that's one of the things I really like about today. When we're, we're going to be talking a little bit about the tax efficiency of some of these products, there's an investment only annuity. It's fee structure is 20 bucks a month. You could have 200,000, 20,000 or 2 million. It's still only 20 bucks a month. That's it's the lowest in the uh uh industry. And you've got Vanguard, Fidelity, T. Rowe Price, there are 350 funds in there you can choose from. Every category you could possibly think of. You're 72 now. Remember, you don't have to take out your required minimum distributions now until you're 72. The uh um but you have to start taking those out and you've got taxable money. This is a perfect way not to get those pesky 1099s from the income that you got from the bond funds and the capital gains you got and dividends from the stock funds. You can defer all that. That will reduce your current taxable income. If you're paying taxes on your Social Security, it might help you out. If you're right on the edge, uh, it might prevent you from having to pay taxes on your Social Security. That is a, uh, that's cool. And by the way, there's no, no sales charge going in. There's no sales charge going out. And the funds in there are uh, institutional, which means that if you went to Fidelity yourself or Vanguard and said, hey, I want to buy this fund, they'd say, sorry, you have to have a million dollars to buy that fund. What? Yeah, that's an institutional fund. Institutions get a break on the fees. Those are the funds that you have access to through that. So if you want to hear about any of this stuff, by the way, you can go to my website. You don't have to wait till the seminar. Uh, an initial get to get acquainting, get acquainted meeting. I can say that is, uh, it's actually free. No. Uh, so just go to bullingtoncapital.com. There's a contact us thing there and I'll be glad to talk to you about it. And, uh, it could be just over the phone, you know, five, 10 minutes, no big deal. And we're not a low pressure. We're no pressure. Um, I have a hard time calling back to people that want to talk to me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> And I love talking to him though, but, um, as you can probably tell, but anybody that knows me knows that. <laughs> and, uh, people ask all the time, well, what's the difference between, uh, and you and, uh, Vanguard? Well, um, I really like to get to know you. Uh, Vanguard doesn't have time. You talk to a rep there, give it a shot, you know, call him up, <laughs> do it. The, uh, watch what happens. And there, there's a reason that they're cheap, you know, the, and, and, and they're good. I, I don't, don't get me wrong. You know, I think they're good. They're, they're kind of restricted. I worked in that environment for a large number of years and you're told what to do. You are told what products you're going to represent and you're going to have to make a good case for those products, whether they're actually the best products for you 
or not. And you don't have the ability to customize. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. If you just, you know, you just want to do the regular old thing, that's fine. And that's, uh, they're actually very good companies. They're excellent companies. The, uh, but you'll get no customization there whatsoever. I mean, nothing. They can't. They're too big. And they're not charging enough money to be able to customize. Yeah, they just can't. <laughs> and that, that's one of the advantages. See, I use, uh, Fidelity as one of my custodians. I love them. Those guys are awesome. They do a great job. I have more freedom than the guys that work directly for Fidelity. Cause I, you know what? I used to work for Fidelity. And, uh, you can check that out. You can Google that. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, but I love them. I mean, why would I use them as a custodian? I didn't. Uh, E-Trade's brand new to the space. You know, they're coming on board. And uh, they're working real hard. Um, they've actually got a tool that Fidelity doesn't have. That's kind of cool. And uh, but um, they're new. You know, they're new to the space. So we have to handle things uh, that you know they're learning. Everybody, by the way, in this whole process, you're going to see that uh, every company's got its strengths and some weakness, weaker areas. Uh, in uh, they all do. It's just the way it works. And it'd be really interesting to see this uh, um, Schwab and Ameritrade deal. Holy schmooly, that would be a nightmare. I have, I'm talking for the back office people. I would hate to be in that mess right now. That was uh, uh, not that it's. They'll probably, hopefully, they handle it, and you know they've got all the technology, and it'll go off without a flaw. You know, that that that's I would hope the best for them. I don't, I never hope that anybody um, suffers. Yeah, especially unnecessarily. I'm just saying that is a major task. <laughs> and being around the block a few times, understanding the gravity of that situation and uh, how just how many hundreds of thousands of accounts and trillions of dollars, you're like, wow. Yeah, I would not want to be those guys in IT at that place because they're probably sleeping <laughs> at their jobs right now. But, uh, so anyway, and they'll probably get it done, uh, fairly quickly. Um, and also very good firms. The, uh, that's the other thing today. You know, you have a lot of good firms out there. Um, they are, they're very good. It, that has improved dramatically since I've been in the industry. I, I love what we're able to do relative to what we used to be able to do. And, uh, it's faster. It's more efficient. Uh, the products have improved. Yeah. Products have improved gigantically you look at just the improvement in the products alone the, the stuff that we have access to it's reduced costs dramatically over what it was just actually just 10 years ago so and when i go back to all the way back when i started i can't believe i've been in the business that long <laughs> i'm almost embarrassed to say <laughs> but uh it, it, a few decades let's put it that way <laughs> and uh some of the stuff is, yeah, it's just amazing. I just, I, I can't believe the, the growth. Um, it's been a good thing. It's going to continue to be a good thing because we're on a roll. I mean, there are so many technologies that are being rolled out. And here's the thing. I, I don't like having to learn new technologies. Uh, and I've been through this my entire life. A lot of them have been incredibly complicated. You should see what I used to have to do to print a newsletter to go out to my clients. I'm mean, was unbelievable. And that was the latest technology. Yeah. So, but 
it was just so much work and the software didn't work that well. Uh, and a lot of the software, I'm, and I was so glad I was watching television the other night in, uh, I think it was uh, YouTube TV or something like that. Anyway, they were talking about, uh, it was a medical show, and they were talking about people and having electromagnetic fields around people. Like people, their brains generate uh, electricity. And, and I'm telling you, I have my staff come into my office at least once every other week and say, now watch. I, I know you guys think I'm making this up. I just wanted you to see what's happened. They still don't believe me, by the way. I've only had them in a dozen times, at least. And they still think, oh, that's just not. And I'm showing them, right? Okay, why did that work? And they don't have an answer. Like, uh, uh, well, it's supposed to. I know what it's supposed to work like. <laughs> and it's not working. The, uh, I have an electromagnetic field around me. I promise you. So if the technology is going to work around, they should make me the test person. That should be my, my job. It, you test the technology and see where the, uh, where the flaws are. And when you think about it, when you think about how thin a, uh, a line is, basically a wire, it's, it's a, a trace of metal on a piece of silicon that a few electrons are running along uh, at the speed of electricity, whatever that is, the uh, it's not close. To, it's not the speed of light, but it's pretty fast. And for one of those or two of those electrons to actually jump onto another one of the uh, uh, what would be the equivalent of the wires. You know, I'm not even sure what they call them. I don't, I don't think they call them circuits. But anyway, bottom line is, it's really easy for me to imagine that if somebody's body is emitting electricity, that it could disrupt a couple electrons running on something that is so thin. That's about, you know, it's, I forget how many thousands of, of times smaller than a human hair it is, but that is not a large uh, stretch to imagine that some of those electrons might get scattered. Yes. So anyway, that's what I think might be happening, (laughs) but inevitably, inevitably, I just stick with it until I get it. And my whole point behind this whole conversation is that the voice recognition software is getting better. Like it's getting a lot better. You can't imagine what that was like before. Most people can't because they got frustrated and threw it out the window and said, I'm never doing that again. And a lot of them haven't. I didn't have that choice. I guess the music means I have to take a real quick commercial break. (laughs) You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned because I'll be right back. Two left feet standing on a lonely street I can't even walk a straight line And every time you look at me I'm spinning like an... And we're back. Hey, I got a phone call. If you'd like to call today, 216-901-0945. We got about 15 minutes left. And I got uh, Walter. You had a question or comment? Yeah, Bill. I have a couple of questions. Several. Sure. Okay. Um, one is I, I got to bring up this thing uh, about this uh, stock market-based annuity, this indexed annuity. Right. We've talked about this before. I saw this guy on television again this week, and he just drives me uh, up a wall. Crazy, yeah. Um. He's deceptive. This is my complaint. You know, 
you know, I, I I won't mention his name unless you let me. You know. Well, does that, I don't have control over that, but the I know who you're talking about. Um, you know, you could file a complaint with the attorney general too. And uh, I've thought about it quite quite often, but you know, it's yeah, it, it's one of the things that gives the industry a really bad name. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I just want to mention what he said. I'm going to, um, for your audience, um, I'm going to tell you where he is deceptive, misleading, you know, if, whatever word you want to use. Right. He says, you know, his whole thing is that we protect you from losses and you share in the gain. You share in a partial gain. Right. Okay? I mean, I've read accounts from other people. Right. I haven't read one person in the uh, in your field right. that likes the stock market based annuity. Not one. Right. And one well, of the re- it's, well, it's actually it, you have to be really careful there because there are uh, equity indexed annuities, uh, and that is not the same thing as a stock market. And this is where the uh, details, you know, the devil's in the details. Um, so because there are stock market based annuities. For instance, that uh, investment only one that I talk about, these things could be, they are really different. Um, the insurance cost on the, the equity index annuities is enormous. It's enormous. So what, that's why he's saying you can share in the gains. Your share is going to be pretty low. Plus, you don't get the dividend. That's another thing. If you read the uh, prospectus, they're keeping the dividend plus most of the profits that are being generated. So, right, and not only that, but you're taxed at ordinary income, not capital gains, right? If you take it out, yeah, when you start okay. to take the money out. Right. And he never talks about, are you penalized if you take out early? Right. Yeah. You know, he yes. never talks about that. But basically, this is what I've read, that most, if I'm going to generalize the term stock market-based annuities, you get, when the market's up, you get half the gain of the, say, S&P index. If you're lucky. Okay, you get half, and he says there's a 10% bonus. So even I, so, it's like this. If the market's up 10%, you'll get 5, and with his 10% bonus, you'll get 5.5. Okay? Now, here's the thing. So you get penalized when the market's up. So the next question is, is the market up more often than it's down? And the answer is yes. The market's up, I, last I heard, 74% of the time. So in the last 10 years, the market's been up like 10 out of 11, uh, right. 11 years, 10 out of 11 years. So you actually been penalized by using that system, the gall of this guy, to not mention that. Right. Well, that, it's just incomplete information. you know. Right, that, absolutely. That, yeah, but that's right. deceptive. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, I think a lot of these things uh, are, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons that the Department of Labor came out with all these rules. And they missed, by the way. They missed these guys. The, uh, they literally are going to have to pull those products in under FINRA and the SEC. And both FINRA and the SEC are like, no, wait a minute. We got enough work to do. We can't, you know, do this. So the, uh, um, that's why they're still kind of doing that stuff. And it, it's hard. I mean, it's hard on people like me because I have to go in and, and talk to people about that. And, and by the way, nobody really knows what the cash surrender value is going to be in the future because of that thing called the market value adjustment. Uh, you don't even know. They don't know, and because uh, they have to apply this extremely arcane formula, that that's why like the the products that I talk about, they ex- they ex- uh, explain all the expenses. There's it's full disclosure, and I have to because I'm a fiduciary. And a lot of people that, that sell the other products are not fiduciaries, and uh, so they don't, they don't have to work in your best interest. 
They just have to make a sale. Um, uh, I've heard uh, um, I'm with Ameritrade right now. Right. They're going to be bought out by, you mentioned that, Charles Schwab. Yeah, that should be uh, interesting. I just read a short article on Charles Schwab. He says that he's thinking of introducing fractionalized shares like you used to talk about. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what. After <laughs> They've always been available in exchange-traded funds. Um, you don't have to round to the nearest share in an ETF, at least with the custodians I use. But the uh, but to do it in individual stocks, I you know, long run, short slide, <laughs> it, and it'll make your ten ninety nines a lot longer. I was uh, yeah, so I, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> oh, okay. But, uh, um, another question: uh, When it comes to information, when it comes to investing, great. Um, uh, I'll mention a few uh, companies: Value Line, S and P. You know, information. Sure. Uh, um, Bloomberg, I think you know, you're familiar with Bloomberg. Oh, yeah. yep. uh, Market Watch. Which would you, of those to get information about investing would you uh, prefer? Oh, general investing? I would say yeah. probably Value Line. They, they speak in English most of the time and uh, um, very pragmatic. Uh, you know, you don't get a whole lot of stuff that you, it's really hard to understand. Uh, next would be Standard and Poor's. And uh, I think they, they do a really good job for professionals, especially. But if, if you're, it depends on the level that you're at. If, if you're an advanced investor, then, uh, the Bloomberg, but you're going to pay 30 grand a year or 32,000 a year for that now. And, um, the value line, I think is a thousand bucks or something a year. And, uh, it's a good one. Uh, Standard Poor's, I'm not even sure. I've, I've contacted them three or four times in the last year and, and nobody ever got back to me. So <laughs> I don't know really? what the, yeah, I don't know what their current prices are. They must be really busy over there. But the, um, so I, I like Value Line a lot. It's been around a long time, good track record. So. Okay, then. All right. Well, hey, Thank thanks. Thanks for the information. Yeah, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, and now I'm going to Chuck. Chuck, you're on the Bullington Capital Report. Hey, Bill. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I have a question about a stock you talked about a couple of months ago that reduced their dividend. Okay. The radio station you're on. Yes. <laughs> the uh well, it's uh radio's really tough. The uh um looks like they're in some different markets they're actually selling a couple stations to raise some cash. Uh this air in this area, the ratings are very good, but it, it's one of those things. This is would be what I would consider to be a uh, higher risk um, situation. But you know, being familiar with the company, I don't know. I don't own a lot of stock in it, and, and I would never do that on a company. Uh, most companies anymore, I just I just don't put big positions on in individual stocks anymore. Uh, it's just not worth the risk. So I like the management here. I like what they're doing. Uh, I know they've, everybody in the uh, radio industry has had a really tough time and they're trying to figure out how to, uh, go to the internet, uh, incorporate internet with their marketing. And I would tell you that, uh, like locally, I know if they're doing it here, they're doing it all around the country. So they're looking at other sources of revenue where they can use, uh, internet marketing in conjunction with their radio. The, uh, the Christian side of the, uh, radio station, uh, is doing very well. Uh, in a lot of markets. So, um, but it's just tough. I mean, radio stations around the country, uh, really struggling. And, uh, if you look at their, I haven't looked at the, uh, the most recent financial statement, 
So I know when they came out last one, it was below expectations. But see, all that stuff, when you look at the, uh, I, I don't have to tell you, when you're looking at a financial statement, what you're looking at is what has happened in the past. And that is not predictive of what's going to happen in the future in most cases. Right. That's why I was wondering, with the presidential uh, elections coming up, I would think their advertising revenue would go up because don't they usually increase their card rate for political stuff? Well, they do, and they get a top dollar for that, too. Right. That's what yeah. I... Yeah, that they, they love election years. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that, that's... Uh... Hope I, you know, I I feel bad for terrestrial radio in general, because uh, you know you've got the streaming services that are available in your cars. So right. by the way, and this is available on iHeart. You can pick this up on iHeart. So you can be in your car and you can be streaming. You can be on your cell phone and you can pick up this show. The uh, that's kind of cool. So it's not like they haven't uh, tried to to cover all the bases. Uh, it's just an extremely competitive business. And um, personally, I think a lot of people get get hoodwinked by companies saying, you know, what you need to do all internet. You can do all internet, and uh, they charge an outrageous amount of money. The uh, uh, ad agencies that specialize in Google AdWords and getting all getting the hits, and there's so much money that gets spent in there, and they're saying, oh yes, you can track it all, and then they're not tracking it. <laughs> I have I've talked to a lot of them, and, and by the way, I came out of. Uh, I, I sold advertising space in a magazine, so we competed with radio, television, direct mail, uh, outbound and inbound marketing. Everybody competes for the advertising dollars. And uh, I remember what those guys used to say and, and some of the uh, uh, things I would see them publish and put out to some of the advertisers like, wow, <laughs> it, it's the Wild West out there. I mean, you don't uh, it's really hard to track an awful lot of this stuff. So people go right. with generally, you know, and, and I, I really like the station. I've, I've been around forever. Um, I right. really like uh, 955 The Fish. I, I can tell you that personally, um, it's more effective for me. The Fish, did, I just run little spots on The Fish. That's actually more effective than this show is by far. Uh, really? Yep. If, so, you were, if you had a position in this company, you just sit tight. It's not a big position. Right, yeah. It, it's less than 1% of my assets, so... Uh, actually, it started off at two and a half. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, i got to let you run, Chuck. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Have a good week, everybody. This is Bill Bullington here every Saturday morning from 11 to 1420. Good. Have a good week, good luck, and good investing. Another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional.
The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.